Next, the golden days of radio. Brzee inviting you to join me for the golden days of radio. Great moments from radio programs of the past headlining some of the world's most famous personalities. On this program, we are featuring the comedy team of Bud Abbott and Lou Costello, plus Bob Hope, Bing Crosby, Frank Sinatra, and Judy Garland. From their radio show in 1946, here's one of the most popular comedy teams of all time, Bud Abbott and Lou Costello. Costello, will you stop that walking up and down? What's the matter with you? What are you worried about? Saturday Saturday night, they arrested my uncle Jim Kelly. He broke into a grocery store and he stole $390. Well, why did he do it? The poor guy was hungry. Well, if he was hungry, why didn't he steal all... Why didn't he steal all his money, Lou? Why didn't he steal some groceries or something? He's a proud man, Abbott. He likes to pay for everything he gets. <laughs> and besides, he needs the money to buy a new car. Oh, wait a minute. <laughs> He'd be better off without a car. Costello, it's, it's very dangerous driving in California. You're telling me? In Los Angeles, you have to drive for five people. The one in front of you, the one in back of you, and the ones on each side of you. Now, wait a minute, that's only four cars. Where's the fifth? She'll pull out in front of you any minute. (laughs) (laughs) Well, Abbott, I gotta leave now. I got a new job with my brother Pat in the trucking business. (laughs) Has he he got his own truck? Yeah, you should see it, Abbott. It's one inch wide and a block long. A truck an inch wide and a block long? Mm -hmm. What is he delivering it? Spaghetti. Spaghetti. Next week, he's going to buy a round truck. A round truck? What for? Meatballs. Be awesome. <laughs> oh, Sam. Mm-hmm. Is your brother Pat making any money in the trucking business, Lou? Oh, yes. He did so good last week that he bought his wife one of those new electric blankets. It saves her a lot of time around the house. Now, wait a minute. How can an electric blanket help her with the work around the house? Well, she takes the eggs and the bacon to bed with her. And when she gets up in the morning, breakfast is ready. <laughs> That electric blanket is making her very popular, too. Uh, what do you mean? Last night, she turned it on too high, and now... Yes? She's the toast of the town. Uh, <laughs> oh, Mr. Costello, Mr. Costello, I've got to talk to you. I've got a great idea. Wait a minute, mister. What's the idea of breaking in here like this? Oh, I've got an idea that will make you two the most popular comedy team in radio. What is it? I'll stamp your name underneath every cow in the country. Wait a minute, wait a minute. How will that make us popular? Well, at least you'll have all the farmers pulling for you. (laughs) You know, it ain't bad being a farmer, Abbott. Being a farmer, I could live off the fat of the land and and, and sitting in the lap of Rita Hayward. (laughs) You mean the lap of luxury. You sit where you like and I'll sit where I like. Well, look, Costello, it's our singing star, Susan Miller. Susan, I'm certainly glad you showed up tonight because I'm going to sing a duel with you. Costello, you mean a duet. A duel is where somebody gets hurt. You never sang with me, did you?
Now, when did you become a singer, Costello? Well, I don't like to brag, but would you believe that I taught Bing Crosby how to sing? No, I wouldn't. You're right, but once in a while I catch a sucker. <laughs> Costello, you don't know the first thing about music. Well, I'll have you know what I studied music. Nah. I went to a singer school. I used to study until I was blue in the face, and then the teacher presented me with a medal. For being the best singer in the class? No, for having the bluest face. <laughs> Now, boys. So long, Sasha. You know, there goes a nice kid, Abbott. The only thing is, she's money mad. Money mad? Yeah, she's mad because I ain't got no money. <laughs> ah, so what? Remember, Costello, money isn't everything. You know, you can't take it with you. It's nice to have it here so you can say goodbye to it. <laughs> you know, my family's always had money. In fact, my Uncle Rudolph was one of the first gold miners in California. One day, when he was in the mine digging for gold, he was killed by a falling spade. A falling spade killed my Uncle Tom. Was he a gold miner? No, he was killed by the ace of spades that fell out of his sleeve in a poker game. <laughs> well, Costello, you'll never have to worry about money as long as I got it. We're pals. Share and share alike. Well, I feel the same way about you, Abbott. That's swell. You, you mean you'd share everything you have with me? If you had two cars, you'd give me one? Sure. If you had two houses, you'd give one of them to me? I certainly would. And if you had uh, two department stores, you'd, you'd give me one? Yes, sir. We're pals. Share and share alike. Swell. If you had two dollars, would you give me one? No. Why? Because I've got two dollars. I... <laughs> well, that's the way you feel, eh? I thought I was your pal. Are you trying to tell me that money means more to you than I do? I didn't say that, Abbott. Well, does it? Yes. <laughs> that settles it, Costello. I'm going on my vacation to New Jersey, and I'm not taking you with me. <laughs> Who wants to go to New Jersey now? When we were there last summer, the mosquitoes were so big they were carrying baseball bats. <laughs> I woke up in the middle of the night, and two of them were sitting on my stomach holding a conversation. Don't be silly. Mosquitoes can't talk. Don't tell me. These two were certainly chewing the fat. I... <laughs> well, Castell, on second thought, I don't think I'll go to New Jersey either. I, I need a complete rest where nobody will bother me, where the name Bud Abbott means nothing. Oh, you're staying in town, eh? I... <laughs> Never mind that. Uh, where are you going? Well, I think I'll go to Honolulu. Last time I was there, I met a beautiful native girl. She was gorgeous, and what a figure. All day, she'd walk around carrying a big basket on her head. Then at night, she'd sneak off, and she'd meet me. Ah, brother, she taught me plenty. She did? Yes. You should see me carry a basket on my head. <laughs> you idiot. Girls are making a nervous wreck out of you. You got something there. I know it. I know it, too. I've been buttoning my suspenders to my socks, and it saves me a lot of money. How? Oh. It pulls my socks up so far I don't have to wear pants. <laughs> Never mind that. Have you been getting plenty of rest? No. And I've been having a lot of trouble going to sleep. Last night I didn't fall asleep till 11 o'clock. What time did you go to bed? Five minutes to 11. I... <laughs> now, Stella, you need Costello, you need a vacation. You've got to stop running around with girls. It's affecting your brain. I think you're right, Abby. I know it. Last night I had a date to pick up a girl at Hollywood and Vine. I drove down to Hollywood and Vine. 
Then I went to dinner, and all during dinner, I felt as if I forgot something. Then to a movie, and all through the movie, I felt as though I'd forgotten something. Then I drove to Griffith Park, and I started to neck, and I still felt as if I'd forgotten something. Then I went home, and I remembered what I forgot. What was it? I forgot to pick up the girl. Uh-oh. <laughs> Well, son, how does it feel to be a military man like your father? Just great, Dad. <laughs> you look grown up, mature, a man. I feel that way, Dad, because I signed up for Serviceman's Group Life Insurance. I have $15,000 worth of protection, and it costs only two fifty-five a month since the 15% reduction in rates. Now, should anything happen to me, you and Mom will be okay. You're a chip off the old block, son. Uh, tell me, did you have any problems in basic training? No, sir. It was a lot easier than I expected. My sergeant even said it was an honor to have the son of the commanding general in his platoon. During the 40s, the Armed Forces Radio Service presented a weekly program which featured the top stars in Hollywood. The show was Command Performance. I can remember all of the people lined up around the Vine Street Theater just waiting to get in to see the show. Civilians along with servicemen were allowed into the studio during the actual recording, but the program was strictly for service personnel and their families around the world. You see, Command Performance was not broadcast in the United States. On this edition of the program, the stars included Bob Hope, Bing Crosby, Frank Sinatra, and Judy Garland. To tell the truth, I didn't come down here to command performance just to sing. I have something on my mind. Me too. Let's get out of here, huh? <laughs> no, I'm, I'm, I'm serious, Bob. I, I really have quite a problem, and I want to ask you a big favor. Well, sure, Jude. What is it? Well, I know you're with Paramount, Bob, but you see, I'm making a musical for MGM, and I need a leading man. He must be very good-looking, tremendously talented, <gasps> have loads of appeal for women, so naturally I came to see you. Well, gee, thanks. I felt sure you could recommend somebody. <laughs> the choice for my next lead has just narrowed down to two men. Two men? Mm-hmm. Bing Crosby and Frank Sinatra. Well, go on. So far, you've only got a man and a half. <laughs> And I'm not sure which is the hat. <laughs> well, it's, it's an awfully hard decision to make, Bob. Shall I take Crosby or shall I take Sinatra? Yes, which shall it be? Flesh or fantasy? <laughs> oh, Bob, I, I've got to have your advice. Please tell me honestly, what do you think of Bing Crosby? I think he's simply marvelous, just adorable, wonderful, and divine. Well, I'm glad you asked me. <laughs> And now, now I want your honest opinion of Frank Sinatra. Well... Isn't he, though? <laughs> and he has such a boyish smile. You know, he brings out the mother in everyone. Not in me. <laughs> well, Judy, what do you want with a guy like Sinatra when I'm around? Oh, Bob. Why, Frank Sinatra has more talent in his little finger than you have in your whole nose. <laughs> Like Sinatra, I huh? think he's solid. You do? Did you ever tap his chest? <laughs> well, that's a lot of propaganda. Frank Sinatra isn't really a weakling at all. Oh, no. Did you ever watch him play with a yo-yo? <laughs> no, why? The yo-yo stands still and Frankie goes up and down. <laughs> well, you can knock Sinatra and Crosby all you please. But one of them is going to be my next leading man, and I've invited them both down here to audition for the part. Oh, Sinatra and Crosby, why don't you take me for your leading man? Forget about breathless and hairless. 
my mind is made up. But you need more than just a singer, Judy. You need a great lover. Why, when I kiss a girl, it's murder. I know, and I'm too young to die. <laughs> you call kissing Sinatra living? But honestly, Judy... <laughs> run away from it If you'd only reconsider After all, what is Crosby anyhow? Don't nobody answer that <laughs> Oh, hiya, Bing Hello, Bing <laughs> We were beginning to worry about you, Bing Really? Yeah, we were afraid you might show up <laughs> Who's this uh, character, Judy? You doing a little social welfare work here? <laughs> time for a battle of wits, and you're not the boys for it anyway. No. Hmm? Where's... The... What, do you bring your own writer? What is that? <laughs> Where's Frank Sinatra, Bing? I thought you were coming over together. Oh, we were, Judith, but I, I couldn't carry him another block. <laughs> I popped him in the tropics. Now, Bing... Mm. That's no way to talk about a nice boy like Frankie. That's right. Frankie looks that way because a very tragic thing happened to him in his youth. No, I, I never knew that. Yes, a terrible thing. What was it? When he was three days old, his mother tied his bow tie too tight. <laughs> Not quite tight enough, I might <laughs> So when does this audition start? In huh? a little while. Take it easy. Well, I'd like to get started. I, I brought 19 great songs I'd like to sing. Bing. <laughs> Bing, this is an audition, not a filibuster. <laughs> Well, I just... <laughs> oh, they all old Ennis men, huh? I just, uh, I just thought oh, I... Oh, oh, <laughs> uh, What is the matter with her? I think she just scented Sinatra. <laughs> yep, here he is. Hello, everybody. Hello, Frank. I'm awfully glad you got here. Well, every once in a while, one of those long shots come in. <laughs> How are you, Frank? How would you know? <laughs> oh, I feel fine, Mr. Crosby. Let's declare a little moratorium on the formality, Frankie. Just call me Bing. Oh, no, I wouldn't dream of calling a man of your years by his first name. <laughs> boy is flirting with the same fate that befell Flattop here. Boys, it's... Boys! What? It's practically time for the audition to start. I'm ready. How about you, fatty? <laughs> Say, are you talking about me, Atlas? Yeah. Oh, yeah? Yeah. Is that so? Yeah, that's so. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. How come I don't get any of that clever dialogue? <laughs> Well, he called me names. You started it. I did not start it. You did, you did, you did. Oh, my old... My old man can lick your old man. Yeah? My old man can lick your old man, hey? And my kids can lick your kids. Sure, you got them outnumbered. <laughs> oh, now, now, cut this out, you two. We're, we're here to, to decide which of you is going to sing with me in my next picture. We're going to hold the audition right now. And to make sure the decision will be honest, Bob Hope is going to be the judge. I was robbed! <laughs> Why, Bingsy, do you think I'd do anything that wasn't absolutely on the up and up? Do you think I'd dishonestly let Sinatra win this contest? 
when a lousy five dollars could swing it your way? <laughs> Say, Frank, let me have five, will you? <laughs> Listen, I got a few friends out there. My mother's there. She'll take care. She'll put me over. <laughs> You're great, Bing. What a voice. What quality. What tone. What feeling. What malarkey. Seriously. <laughs> Seriously, Bing, you are a great artist. Too bad there isn't enough room for you and Sinatra. Now, take it easy there, Bob. Oh, don't shelter me from the truth, Frankie. After all, youth must have its fling. You're one youth anybody can fling. <laughs> See, you know, Bing, it's tough at that. You have to face the possibility of stepping down from your pinnacle to face the twilight of your career. I don't know. There's still a few volts left in the old battery. <laughs> yeah, but you're getting a charge more often since Sinatra came along. <laughs> yes, sir, it would be a shame to step down after you've worked so hard, Bing. Getting up every morning before dawn, dressing in the dark. What makes you think I'd dress in the dark? Well, naturally, you wouldn't put those clothes on if you could see them. <laughs> You don't care for this little ensemble, old boy? I thought I looked rather sharp. Yes, you do in a slovenly sort of way. <laughs> you keep out of this or I'll hit you with this, this crooner here. <laughs> oh. <laughs> you mean you're going to toss marshmallows around here? <laughs> don't you like this coat? This is Scotch mist. They certainly did. <laughs> well, I hate to break up this stage weight, gentlemen. But we're here for an audition. Yes, I can't get over the way you've improved, Frank. Well, thanks, Bob. Why, a few years ago, you were an unknown who couldn't sing a lick. Today, they know you. <laughs> well, well, wait for my roars. <laughs> wait. Well, ah. Bob, well, Bob, whatever I am today, I owe to Crosby. Bing, I've been listening to your records for years. Both of them? Really, Frank? <laughs> really, have you, Frank? Yes, Bing, and the very first time I heard you sing, I made up my mind... I was going to be exactly like you. Well, that's flattering. And in all sincerity, Frank, I want to tell you that you have a great voice. When I listen to you sing, I wonder how all that beautiful music can come out of a rag, a bone, and a hank of hair. <laughs> well, at least I have a hank of hair. What did he say? <laughs> well, anyway, the audition is over. Crosby sang, Sinatra sang... Bob, the decision is now up to you. Well, after all, I've been associated with Crosby for years. I know just how good he is. There's only one decision I can make. Sinatra. <laughs> Wait a minute. Uh, did you say Sinatra? That's what I said. That's what the man said. That he sure said that. <laughs> well, Bob, you ought to be ashamed of yourself. Huh? You ignore a fine singer like Crosby and pick a skinny little squirt like me? Okay, if you feel that way about it, I'll pick Crosby. What? You turn down a really great singer like Sinatra and pick a fat old geezer like me? <laughs> Let me out of here. I'm going to look for Dick Haynes. This is a fine thing. Great, great. <laughs> I came down here to choose a leading man, and I'm going to have one whether he's a fat old man or a squirt. Well, how about me? I don't want both. Uh <laughs> I'd like to start over, too. Say, <laughs> look, what's wrong with you guys? You had a contest, and I named Sinatra the winner. Why don't you abide by my decision? I don't want any of your decisions. I'm mad at you. Mad at me? Why? Well, for what you do to my pal Bing, every Tuesday night on your program, you tell people his horses can't run, his adenoids need simonizing, yeah. <laughs> and that the, stork, that the stork visits his house every week. Yeah. You shouldn't say those things, even if they are true. <laughs> Look, kid, do me a favor and stay off my team, will you? 
But, Bing, I'm your pal. I'm your chum. You mean it, Frankie? Of course I do. It's us against the world, Bing. We'll stick together through thick and thin. Yes, we will, Finn. You said it, Thick. <laughs> you are my sunshine, my only sunshine. You make me happy when skies are gray. You'll never know, Frank, how much I love you. Please don't take my sunshine away. No, Bing, I never will. But someday, if they take your sunshine away and there are gray skies, don't you mind those gray skies. You still have me, Bingy boy. A climb upon my knee, a bingy boy. <laughs> Though you're 103, bingy boy. <laughs> there's no way of knowing, there's no way of showing uh, what you mean to me, uh, a bingy boy. Oh, come, come, Franklin, you don't know what you mean to me. Inform me, Dad. You're the top. You're the boy who hustles, you're the top, though you've got no muscle, you're the guarantee that a chickadee will move, you're a high school thriller, a Bobby sock killer, the voice of smooth. Rank, rank exaggeration, Bingo, it's the other way around. You're the top, lay it on me, Jack. You are the head canary. Oh, nice of you to say so. You're the top. Mm-hmm. Though your top ain't hairy. Ay, ay, ay. You're the baritone who has held the throne with ease. You're the choice of sages through all the ages. You're the voice of cheese. <laughs> you know, they could slip you in between a couple of slices of Russian rye, too. <laughs> Wait a minute, wait a minute, you two insincere men. You guys have some nerve. You want to know who's the top? I'll tell you. I'm the top. Oh, yes. <laughs> I'm a real crowd pleaser. You're not so hot. You're a toothpaste squeezer. <laughs> I'm a total wreck. I'm a worthless check. A flop. And so, fellas, that leaves Garland still on top. Good evening, Well, that wraps up this edition of the Golden Days of Radio. Are you one of those who take for granted the liberties and freedoms granted you as an American citizen? Take the freedom of movement we have within our own country. We can move about whenever we please without passports or permission. All we need do is respect the laws of the community we're in. This freedom granted to you cannot be taken for granted. All freedoms must be cherished and protected. This is Frank Brzee in Hollywood, California, inviting you to join me next week for more shows and personalities from radio's golden days. This is the American Forces Radio and Television Service.